0: This is
1: Rob Halford, the Metal God, and we're talking rock with Dave and Shane. A chat with the priest, it's time to confess Rob Halford oh. is on the show! Yes he is. Wow. wow. It's
2: hard, hard to believe we're saying this. I know, I,
1: I still can't believe it and it was a, some days ago now. We were blessed and we must confess this was a
2: great, great time.
1: is on with us. Rob Halford, what an honor and a pleasure to talk with you. The book is Confess an Autobiography. Uh, sir, just tell me, how do you feel having this very candid, candid story out there? You definitely did not hold back at all.
0: No, didn't hold back. Got everything in there. Which is which is pretty much how I've had this glorious life in uh, metal. lead me for... 50 years with this beautiful band Judas Priest but um, the full story almost 7 decades yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah I mean that's, that's what we do right I mean the great thing about the metal world and the metal community is that we don't hold back you know we don't hold back with our music we don't hold back when we you know we to see each other at our shows we just let it rip and
2: Absolutely. exactly
0: what we've uh, what we've done with this book and hence the title Confess Yeah, and we were, I know
1: uh, my producer and I, we were really interested in, uh, when you first started talking about this book, and, you know, we always see you on stage, but there's always the personal story and everything else, and I think for you talking about, um, you know, keeping inside, you know, everything from your sexuality to other parts of your life and, and all of that, I mean, when when you reveal so much in this book and so many things over the years too I'm just wondering like did it feel what was it was it cathartic to release all of that?
0: Yeah it was very very cathartic which again is what music does for us uh, we, we, we 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 that our emotions uh, really um, show themselves to think know their rawness uh, because that's that's what truth and honesty uh, and love uh, to a great extent is all about so yeah I mean I think I think the book really hit me hardest hardest the most when I actually did the audio because um a lot said that obviously that was going to take place the audio book was going to happen and did I have any ideas as to who might uh, might read the book out loud besides the, the fact that they would like me to uh, consider uh, reading the book myself so you know, I thought about it for a while and, and I, you know, it brought me back to the fact that this book is, is called Confess and it is um, about my life in, in this entire series from, from a, an honest, truthful point of view. And what better way to get the story across, the messages across, than to actually read it yourself. So it was, it was during that process, it took about a week or so to, to get it down i put properly. When I say properly, it's because I'm such a perfectionist. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. I'd, I'd, I'd read it. I'd read like three or four lines and go, "Let me do that again." You know, like I do my golf balls. I feel I can always do a better job. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 the car fact. I'm trying to think if there's another word besides besides it like being cath- cathartic or be catharticism of oh, the whole um, book.
2: Really hit me there when, when I was, you know, talking talking the book out loud uh, in the audio sense. Mm. Well, yeah, Rob, it's, a, it's an incredible book. It was an incredible read. Very enjoyable. Um, some of your uh, anecdotes were, were just uh, really funny. There was a lot of stuff in there that I uh, wasn't expecting. Um, how I, You mentioned in one part of the book about your uh, when you guys played Live Aid, you were in Philly did you spend a decent amount of time in Philly uh, when you were with Brad?
0: Because that's where we're. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I love Philly. As a band, Chris goes way back. Philly's been great for Chris. And still is over the decades. So, yeah, I, um, I I've, I've been to Philadelphia so many the times, particularly for the. For the for the beautiful times I had there with Brad when we were together, um, and those great stories associated um, with Philadelphia—not not just the horrible way that I lost Brad through suicide. And, yeah, right. You know those fun stories with Jack. Those fun stories with Jack Nicholson in the, yeah. in the, <laughs> <dirty> <laughs> from the Four Seasons. that yeah. kind of crazy stuff. Uh, and of course the the, the live A, uh, show. Um, was, you know, what I call these metal milestones, which we've got a bunch of them in Contest. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, the, the association of, of Live Aid with, with Philadelphia is, is really potent because, you know, Philadelphia is a city of love. Yeah. And the, the, live aid, the Live Aid show was all about love and helping people. So that was just an incredible day, an incredible day that, um, you know, lives forever for so many people that were either at the show or were uh, at home uh, watching the show on, on that TV. So, so yeah. Yeah. great stories, great,
1: great memories. There's so much love uh, here in Philadelphia for you and the band all these years later. And, you know, when you were talking about everything going on, especially in the 80s, I wonder, you know, how much was it? Was music almost a double-edged sword? I mean, I imagine you can certainly express yourself through music and and deal with some of the things going on to an extent, but at the same time, there's this idea of an image and, you know, projecting a certain image to the masses and and making sure, you know, you you talked about how worried you were that certain things could damage the band. I mean, what was that balancing act like, expressing yourself, but also, you know, the, the, the industry of image as well that you're in? That's
0: a bad question that's a great question because everything we do in music is image to a certain extent I mean the real the real experience of the music you know to close your eyes and just listen to the music that's that's there it is that's that's the, the beautiful purity of music but music is wrapped up in image it, it always has been it always rolled but there's nothing wrong with it you know it's just an extension of music itself uh, that you're listening to makes the whole experience more solid and, and enjoyable and the connectivity is stronger there with your fan base because you know your image is like oh there's my that my band look at the way those guys are you know girls are, are looking the way they dress the way they move the way they project themselves it's, it's all vital in my case you know when I was in the closet until the early 90s um you know I was leading it some extent a double life because I wasn't able to be myself in, in, in the truest expression of how hey, you should be able to live your life for yourself completely. Right. Um, so you know the, the, there was there was this um, there was this uh, opportunity for me to um, use music as, as, a, as a wonderful kind of uh, catalyst and the and healing power of music in some of in some of those moments uh, to get me through. Um, the difficulties that, that I was dealing with. So th- this is th- this is th- the most incredible thing about music. It's the most it's the potent force on this planet.
1: Without music, you know, the whole world would fall apart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> sadly, true. Yeah. Sadly, sadly as
0: it is right now, but um, but uh, but yeah, uh, music is everything to me and to everybody else.
2: Let, that said rob do you uh are you a vinyl collector or do you do you prefer digital music are you are you satisfied with digital music or are you a collector of oh man
0: yeah i've been all over the place <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a vinyl guy came from the vinyl world and then i remember having conversations with with um with my friends uh, at the Cassettes, you know, cassettes are going to again, they're going to kind of ruin in vinyl until it can do the end of vinyl. No, it didn't. (laughs) And then CDs came along, oh, that vinyl's gone and so desirable, but it isn't. You know, this thing in the air called a cloud, and your music comes down from the cloud saying goodbye, vinyl. (laughs) No, it's not goodbye, vinyl. As you may have seen as as we're talking today, your show, uh, vinyl is, is, is still with us, and to some extent, I, I think I read somewhere that vinyl, uh, in some areas of music, is outselling CDs. Yep. It's just a beautiful thing, you know. It's just great. Uh, I personally, I'm not that much of a,
2: of a collector of mm-hmm. anything, to be quite frank. I've always tried to kind of live a, a simple life in that respect. Although I did go through a mad CD phase
0: where I had thousands and thousands and thousands of CDs. <laughs> I don't have so many these days now. So mm. vinyl, I love mean, vinyl, because it, it, it attaches me to my youth. Um, I would go to my local record store in Walsall, where I'm from, mm. and I'd uh, go down there once a week and just go through the racks, and you could, you know, take it to a garden, and put it would put it on a deck and play it for, and you go in a little booth with some headphones on and listen to one or two tracks. Um, Right, it's a beautiful way to to experience vinyl, and it's still it's still with us. It's it, it's glorious, you know. Yeah, it's one of those parts of music that I think
1: will always be there. There's so much of your work that's on vinyl, from Priest to your solo catalog. And you know, I was reading; I was always curious about this, and I'm glad you talk about it in the book in the early 90s when you left Priest and and just everything that was going on at the time, and I'm wondering, when you left and you did your own thing, too, and Halford and everything else, and then you you come back, like, what was was it like, um, was it different sort of being in total control of your creative process as opposed to maybe in Priest working with several different people, Ken and, and Glenn? How did that differ? I call
0: this LSD. It is a real thing. I was wondering. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have done it, Well, it's always the singer. Um, You know, again, um, I have to say that that time that I was away from the band, it really, it really helped me get to terms with what I really, truly need and want out of being a musician and the place that, that I was always destined to be, which is holding the mic to Judas Priest. That's my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I, I think that if I hadn't have gone through that journey, doing my solo stuff, with was hard fighting, so it probably wouldn't have, I would probably have not been able to have understood the true value and the importance of where I need to be I've with the priest, so... Um, again, you know, try everything. Even now, when we're making music increase, we're always like, try everything. Man. Hey, I've got this idea, I'm not sure if it's good, even worth listening. Yeah, man, try everything. Mm. You can't make a choice or a decision without going through the experience. It's true. Well, that, that said,
2: trying everything... Rob, I mean, is it a challenge trying to meet the expectations of your of your '80s fans, and but also trying to you know be relevant and uh, keep evolving? it's
0: amazing now. It's amazing now the way people find you in your music. It's a whole different experience to some extent. A lot of Prince songs, God bless you all, have been with us Mm -hmm. since day one. And then, you know, on my on my Instagram, not so much my Facebook, but my Instagram, you know, I get all these young metalheads <laughs> who say I I I've just been out of, Are I knew the singer from Judas Priest?" and now no, I've just heard this album it's called Painkiller. it's the greatest thing I've ever yeah. I've never heard. No, I I have just turned fifteen, you know. So a, a lot of it is, is kind of out of your control or nothing or, you know in the old days you would be led to music by the label and the radio which are still glorious parts of what we're about but that was the way you were led to your music now it's kind of in the hands of, of whoever wants to kind of search uh, uh, and, and check out all of these different opportunities through through that double edged sword called the internet Yeah, it, it's amazing isn't it so yeah yeah uh, it, it's changed a lot but but I think for the for the most part it, it's changed for the better in that respect that, that music is readily available twenty four seven and if, if you're in the mood for this sound or that sound you can get it instantly. It's like a it's like a quick fix, and there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes the, the those those sudden sudden discoveries can be can be huge to you as a music fan. Yeah. You know? And um it all has its merits
1: and, and value. You talk a lot about, um, you know, speaking of that music theme and I think Modern Times too, like, um, you know, what's it like when folks discover your work? I mean, you mentioned the younger folks and then there's also, of course, there's this reference here in the book to Lady Gaga, who I love and, uh, when I found out she's a metalhead I just I loved her even more yeah. and I was just wondering like you know when you meet even contemporary or at least you know um, well known musicians who say oh my gosh I love the priest I love your stuff I mean what's that like for you?
0: Yeah it just shows you the reach and power of Mecca Yeah Even though my the queen who thinks have your too loud you know we <laughs> <laughs> <You> go everywhere we <laughs> go everywhere in this book we God, be going to ask queen um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's really stamped home what we we as metal metalheads, metal, metal, metal maniacs, love about our music. That it is—it's it's, it's reaching its scope and is is phenomenal. Yeah, and um, going back to the roots of metal, which was was kind of disparaged to a certain extent, um, and now has been for the most part really embraced for the great music that it is. Um, different world again it's all good it's been great man it's been great i re- really enjoyed talking to you guys and thank you rob all the best and uh, and uh let's see each other in 2021
1: yes rob thank you so much plus of course record reviews and some new releases and uh just so much more rock and roll goodness absolutely come on baby <laughs>